0: Welcome to the weekly update where we go in depth with a particular topic and joining me today is workplace relations consultant Maria Kopoulos. Welcome Maria.
1: Thanks Daniel.
0: So Maria I know it's been a while since you've done a podcast or we've done a podcast together but we are still showing the clue so uh, would you mind revealing the clue for this week's podcast topic? Sure. Now Maria, for those that are listening rather than watching, would you mind describing what you're holding?
1: So uh, it looks like a log with um, small clams on it or shells.
0: There's uh, 120 clams on that log. Um, So bearing that in mind, what do you think the topic is for today's podcast?
1: This wouldn't happen to be a log of clams, would it?
0: Yes, Maria, it's a log of clams. Um, But the topic for today's podcast is the Health Workers Union log of claims.
1: Would it assist our viewers if they had a copy of the Health Workers Union log of claims before them?
0: So it would. So members can find the uh, Health Workers Union log of claims attached to Bulletin 2560 issued on the 6th of May 2020.
1: So before we get into the content, tell me more about the structure of the log.
0: So the Health Workers Union has provided a log of claim that aligns in part with the Victorian Government Wages Policy and they've separated it into the following themes that we'll place on screen. So there's a section um, that deals with maintenance of entitlements. Uh, deliver exceptional services and value for Victorians, a professional and responsive public sector, increase workforce mobility, build skills and capacity, responsive to the community, trustworthy and committed, government as a fair and best practice employer, wages and additional claims.
1: So how many claims in total are there? So
0: there's 120 claims and there's a mix of new entitlements and revised entitlements and also changes to existing classifications.
1: So if we were to go through each theme, um, we'd be here a while. So what are we gonna focus on today?
0: I agree. So today we'll focus on um, the themes that we'll put on screen. Um, So firstly, we'll talk about wages, then vocational training and study leave, increases to existing leave entitlements, uh, secure employment and occupational health and safety.
1: Okay. So starting with wages, uh, what are they seeking?
0: The Health Workers Union is seeking a uniform increase to all wages and allowances of 4.5% per annum.
1: So I understand they have identified classifications that they seek additional increases above the uniform increases sought.
0: Yeah, that's correct. So they've identified the following classifications that they say have experienced historical underpayment because of gender, and we'll put those classifications on screen. Um, So healthcare workers, allied health assistants, pathology collectors, food and domestic services assistants, uh, the management and admin grades, HS1A to HS2, switchboard operators, freedom of information officers, and dental of assistance. So a few of those classifications are recognisable. Um, There are two of those classifications that are obvious inclusions, and that is the uh, switchboard operator and freedom of information officers. They're not separate uh, classifications under the agreement. Um, We'd say they're captured under the existing management and admin structure.
1: So moving to the vocational training and study leave, we identified this as a likely theme last year.
0: We did. Uh, So the Health Workers Union both last round and during the life of this agreement uh, has sought to promote vocational training uh, and study to leave within the constraints of the existing agreement Um, and that included the introduction of the workplace trainer and careers advisor.
1: So what are some of the key changes sought?
0: So they've uh, signed a number of claims to facilitate greater access to study leave and these include allowing study leave for AQF Level 1 and 2 courses flexible study leave arrangements to recognise different teaching and delivery models, prohibiting unreasonable refusals where the proposed study benefits their career pathway within the health sector, and automatic access to study leave if the course proposed meets certain criteria.
1: So on a preliminary basis, what are your thoughts?
0: So I think it's a noble claim. Um, the principle behind this is an employee shouldn't leave the health sector uh, in the same role they started in a decade earlier.
1: It's also unlikely that a large number of employees within the Health and Allied cohort could afford to take a break from employment to complete studies, um, even if it would result in an increase in classification.
0: Agreed. So um, this tranche of claims on uh, on increasing access to vocational training and study leave seems very interesting. Um, And I do look forward to seeing what uh, can be achieved once bargaining commences, um, in particular within the Health and Allied cohort.
1: So the health Workers' Union has sought increases to existing leave arrangements, starting with annual leave.
0: Yes, so with respect to annual leave, the Health Workers' Union has sought uh, portability of annual leave between employers, uh, an additional week of leave for all employees, taking the annual leave entitlement to a minimum of five weeks, expanding the existing additional weeks annual leave entitlement for employees who work ten or more weekends to include work that isn't ordinary time, and an additional week of leave for regular night shift workers.
1: And personal leave?
0: So with respect to personal leave, they've made claims to uh, provide for part-day personal leave to attend appointments, additional provisions to deal with planned personal leave, access to personal leave during long service leave, and the ability to pool and or donate personal leave.
1: We know the nurse has just secured 14 weeks of paid parental leave for the primary carer and two weeks for the secondary carer. Have the Health Workers Union aligned their parental leave claim with that outcome?
0: Not quite, so with respect to parental leave, the Health Workers Union has sought for six months paid parental leave for primary carers, four weeks paid parental leave for secondary carers, an additional paid parental leave entitlement where a baby is premature.
1: Were there other leave claims that we should bring to our members attention?
0: There are, so the Health Workers Union has sought other leave changes, which include but aren't limited to uh, 10 days paid compassionate leave in the event of the death of a spouse, parent or child, 10 days paid ceremonial leave, uncapped paid family violence leave and grandparent leave.
1: So moving away from the leave claims, the next theme was secure employment. So we weren't surprised that a number of claims addressed this, were we?
0: We weren't. So the employee groups under Health and Allied section of the agreement in particular have been subject to privatisation in recent years. The Health Workers Union have made claims to reverse this and also prevent it from happening.
1: So I understand there are claims that address state of emergency situations in the context of secure work?
0: There are. Mm. Um, and experience tells us that a log of claim usually reflects the mood of the membership of the union at the time the, uh, the uh, claims are lodged. With bushfires in January and obviously with the uh, pandemic currently, the Health Workers Union have made claims to guarantee the average hours of work over the previous six months to part-time and casual employees in the event of a state of emergency, and also to address how redeployment occurs during a state of emergency.
1: So take us through some of the other specifics.
0: So the Health Workers Union have assigned over 10% of their claim to secure employment. Um, So key claims do include, um, as mentioned earlier, a requirement to preserve all existing work functions and services, a way to prohibit outsourcing, Um, a requirement to insource any existing outsourced contracts when they expire, restricting the use of labour-displacing volunteers, automatically translating part-time employees with a contract greater than 34 hours a week to full-time employment with an ADO, the automatic, and also the automatic conversion of casual to permanent after six months of regular and systematic work.
1: So the days of volunteers selling hand-knitted blankets at the hospitals are numbered?
0: I hope not. Uh, And um, some of you know that I can't walk past a good hand-knitted blanket stall at the foyer of a hospital. Um, And our friends at the Royal Children's Hospital are quite consistent with uh, the quality of their hand-knitted blankets. So a big shout out to them.
1: So that takes us to the final topic, occupational health and safety, starting with the Health Workers Union claim on OVA.
0: So agreed, so while prevention is better than cure when it comes to occupational violence and aggression, the Health Workers Union has provided post-incident support provisions in their claim, uh, and also systems that will support employees who have been a victim of occupational violence. So these claims include uh, paid absence when recovering from injuries, um, and that's either mental injuries or physical injuries, and those are to not be deducted from their personal leave balance. Uh, Support for employees to charge perpetrators of occupational violence, including a commitment by the health services to retain any evidence and CCTV footage. Uh, reimbursement of any out-of-pocket expenses associated with counselling or psychological support after an incident of occupational violence and time away from regular duties and support to lodge an incident report via RiskMan or another equivalent or to enter the incident into the VIMS system.
1: So what other occupational health and safety claims should we bring to members' attention?
0: So the Health Workers Union has made additional uh, claims around oh with respect to the insertion of anti-bullying provisions into the agreement mandatory annual training on anti-bullying, allowing employees to opt out of Code Grey response teams, providing a minimum 10 hour break between shifts, two consecutive days off per week for permanent employees, and a simplified universal incident reporting system.
1: So that concludes our summary of the Health Workers Union log of claims. Um, There is a lot more within the log that we couldn't get into today.
0: I agree. So members um, will have the opportunity to provide feedback on the entire log of claims shortly. Um, We'll be issuing a bulletin inviting feedback from members in the coming weeks.
1: So are there any other ways that members can get involved?
0: So a member reference group continues to operate for this agreement, um, with new members welcome. Um, But if members wish to join, uh, please forward any nominations to vhia at vhia.com.au.
1: So when is the next reference group meeting?
0: So our reference group meeting uh, will be held on Tuesday, the 19th of May, 2020, to discuss the key components of the HW log of claims. Uh, We do currently meet every second Tuesday of the month, uh, but this will increase in frequency as proceed into bargaining.
1: So on the topic of bargaining, um, do we anticipate approval from the government to commence bargaining soon?
0: So understandably, the department and government have been dealing with pandemic and and COVID, um, so we do anticipate authority within the coming months.
1: Okay, so obviously you and I know what we're doing in the interim, but can you share with members our activity while we await authority to bargain?
0: Sure, so we've commenced preliminary discussions with the Health Workers Union, which allows us to better understand the intent and principles behind their claim. Uh, It also allows us to be best prepared once bargaining commences proper. Um, I know you've been working on aligning any common clauses within the agreement to remove unnecessary repetition. Um, At last count, you've identified how many duplicated clauses?
1: Uh, I'd say over 30.
0: Well, you and I did come into this process wanting to reduce the number of pages in this agreement.
1: So, Once authority to bargain is granted, uh, what will occur?
0: So once authority to bargain is granted, we'll be issuing a bulletin requesting health services to issue the Notice of Employee Representational Rights or NERRR. That's a process that our members would all be familiar with after the same process occurred recently for nurses and midwives.
1: And once bargaining starts?
0: So subject to respective COVID-19 restrictions, we'd like to have occupational experts attend uh, our bargaining meetings like they did for nurses and midwives, um, but more information will be available about that um, once bargaining is authorised.
1: And how can members stay up to date if they can't attend our reference group meetings or bargaining discussions?
0: So summaries of all reference group and bargaining meetings will be posted on the VHIA Yammer network as they occur. Um, but please contact yammer at vhia.com.au if members need assistance accessing the VHIA Yammer network. Um, so thank you very much, Maria, for joining me today with respect to the HW log of claims. Thanks, Daniel. VHIA.com.